Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show with me, your host, Lorraine Murphy, as predicted. (laughs) I'm really excited to have you joining me this week, and I'm also really, really excited this week because less than a week ago, I announced my retreat to beautiful Bali. It's happening from the 23rd to the 28th of October. There are 16 spots in total, and already 11 spots have been snapped up by women who are burnt out, tired. They just feel like they need to get off that hamster wheel for a while and get that really deep, deep recharge that going on a retreat like this absolutely guarantees. I'm so excited to do this with them in October. There are still five spots left, so please do jump on. There's a link on my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au. If you've been kind of skirting around it and weighing it up and you know whether or not it's for you or it's the right time for you, there are just five spots left. So I do feel at this rate that the retreat will sell out, which is amazing. Thank you, everyone. But yeah, if you feel like you need to really get that deep recharge into your energy fuel tank. And like I said in the episode that I shared a couple of weeks ago on how to design the perfect retreat, that when I'm investing in a retreat, it's not just thinking about the cost of that retreat. It's also the year to two years of real energy, focus, clarity, and resilience that I get from that retreat as well. So yes, please do let me know. Reach out on Insta if you've got any questions about it at all. There are brilliant women coming and I cannot wait to spend this time with them. So this week's episode, I get to talk about one of my very, 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 very favorite topics, which is books. I love reading. It is probably my favorite pastime and it's a source of sadness for me that I don't get to spend days and days and days reading at the moment at this particular life stage that I'm in right now. Books have been probably the greatest source of learning for me in terms of so many disparate areas. And what I want to share with you in today's episode is the nine books that I believe every single business owner or wannabe business owner should read. They should have on their bookshelf or in their Kindle and then they should read them because these books really have taught me so much. And these nine books are the books that I recommend most to my community and my mentees and my bold darling group. I will often get a message from one of my my mentees saying, hi, I need a new book. What should I read next? So I almost like... (laughs) I'm their book coach as well, which is pretty fun. And I really loved a quote. I was listening to a podcast episode where Tim Ferriss interviewed Seth Godin, the marketing expert. And Seth said that, you know, when you think about it, a book is just an absolute steal. You're getting someone's very best ideas and life experience that they have lovingly set down in on paper for you. And you're getting it for, you know, $30, the price of a book. He said, it's just the, the bargain of a lifetime when you think about it. And I'd never really thought about it like that. And he is so, so very right. 
So I want to take you through the nine books that I believe every business owner should read. And I'm going to kick straight in. So the first book is called The Ultimate Sales Machine. And it's written by a man called Chet Holmes, who was Tony Robbins's sales expert when he was doing you know, live business trainings. Chet sadly passed away about three, four years ago. So The Ultimate Sales Machine was recommended to me by Wade, actually my husband. And the reason he recommended it to me is I was just getting my head around sales. And I was in the first six months of my first business with absolutely zero sales experience and was just really struggling to get my head around, you know, what is sales? How do I approach it? Was also extremely intimidated about selling as well because it was not, you know, the space that I was used to being in. So Wade recommended the book and I just love this book. I actually just talked about it a lot last month because last month in my Bold Darling membership group, our monthly theme was sales. And I still, even now, I mean, what, 12 years since I read that book, even now I still come back to a lot of the principles that Chet Holmes shares in the book. So if you're looking for a book to give you a huge reframe on sales and really give you that confidence and that framework to get out there and for your business, this is the book for you. It's a brilliant book. It's a bit dated now, obviously, because it talks a lot about radio advertising and print, you know, mail order or sales and so on, which is obviously dated now. But I found so much, so many parallels with online selling within the book as well. So for sales, if you want a brilliant reframe on sales, my favorite, favorite, favorite quote from this book is when Chet really, really simplifies sales down to It is his opportunity to make new friends. And I just freaking love that because it just makes sales so accessible to everyone. So book one is The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. The second book I want to recommend is one that I tend to recommend a lot if someone is having, one of my mentees is having challenges with the culture in their business, or they're really seeking to build a really strong culture within their team. And the book is The Five Dysfunctions of the Team. So obviously sounds like a bit of a negative (laughs) title. And what it is, it's written by a man called Patrick Lenciani. And what he has written is a parable. So it's about a new CEO and she's brought in to lead the leadership team of a big corporate and the team is quite dysfunctional. And the team goes on this whole journey of essentially the five layers of that is required in order for a team to be functional. So for example, the first layer is trust and then it moves up and you experience alongside this new team or this team with their new CEO and how they start to uncover each each of the different lessons and different layers of what it takes to create a functional team. Uh, so it's a really, really powerful book. It's quite simple. It's quite short. But I still come back to the lessons that I learned in that book, not just in a team capacity, but also just relationships more broadly as well. You know, if we think about the amount of things, elements of our lives that we require teamwork for, whether it's friendships or with our partners or with our kids, extended family, there's a lot of lessons in that book that I actually took beyond almost like the pure HR requirement or initial requirement as to why I read that book. So book two is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Okay, the third book I want to recommend is not a straight business book, but I really do believe that creativity 
is such a key part of effective entrepreneurship. You know, we obviously need to be creative to think of all the brilliant, amazing things that we want to create within our businesses, whether that's revenue streams or marketing ideas and so on. But also we needed to just think creatively. You know, if we're in a bind or we're in a particular situation, how do we think ourselves creatively out of that particular situation? And there's a book that I think speaks to the creative process more beautifully and more eloquently and more accurately than any book I've ever encountered before. And that book is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. You may know her as the author of Eat, Pray, Love and Committed. And what was her most recent one, the novel about the women living in New York? No, can't think of it. So you will be familiar probably with Liz Gilbert from that perspective. I think Big Magic is the best book she has ever written. And because it just really speaks to my soul on the creative process. Every time I read that book, I get a different layer of it. And it's recommended reading for me as part of my Create Academy course, for example. Anything that anytime that I am trying to encourage people to embrace their creative side more and embrace the creative process, I will point them in the direction of Big Magic. It is a beautiful and incredibly powerful book. So book three is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. The fourth book is called Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. And I first came across this book when I think I was like three months into my first business. And I asked an entrepreneur, one of my friends actually worked with her, and I asked her if she wouldn't mind, the, the entrepreneur, if she wouldn't mind if I took her out for lunch so I could ask her a gazillion questions, which I did. I have my notebook, I have my pens ready to go. I mean, when I look back, I mean, oh my God, I was so green and fresh and keen. It was adorable. And I said to her, you know, what's the one book that you have read that has changed your life when it comes to running a successful business? And she said, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. So it's written by, as I said, a guy called Vern Harnish. He's an American entrepreneur. He's also, as far as I'm aware, he's the founder of EO, so Entrepreneurs Organization. I can understand. It's a huge global organization for entrepreneurs. So I'm pretty sure he's the founder of EO as well. And he wrote Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, which is essentially business strategy in a can. I loved the book after it was recommended to me because... I was a brand new entrepreneur. I had no idea what I was doing. And I really felt that what Mastering the Rockefeller Habits gave me was an infrastructure from which to, first of all, strategize my business in my business, but also to lead my team as well. So I absolutely love the book. So much of what I do now is directly pulled from Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. So my 90-day plan, for example, is a concept that Vern Harnish introduced me to, the idea of pulsing. So having your, your meetings pulse in order to enable your business to grow faster, quicker, more efficiently. It really was the, it was my education in business strategy and how to run a business effectively. 10 years later, he published Scaling Up, which is the follow-up to Rockefeller Habits. And he expands on some of the points that he raised in Rockefeller Habits and also contradicts a couple of the points that he made in Rockefeller Habits. However, I love the Rockefeller Habits. That's my fave. Wade prefers Scaling Up. So book number four is Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. The fifth book I want to talk about is The Five Second Rule, written by the inimitable Mel Robbins. If you don't follow her on Instagram, please do yourself a favor and follow her. She is so, so good. So Mel's book is about, it's essentially a way of overcoming procrastination. It's probably the simplest way to describe it. And it's so freaking simple. She talks about how when she was in the depths of depression and was going through a really, really hard time personally, 
she just couldn't motivate herself to do anything that, that she kind of should, could do. And what she started to do is when she was, say, lying on the sofa, kind of just aimlessly staring into space or in bed and knew she could get up, she should get up and go for a run, that she started to do this five second rule where she would count backwards down from five and go five, four, three, two, one. And then the rule is that when you hit one, you've got to do whatever it is that you've been procrastinating on. I cannot tell you how many times I've used the five second rule to get off the sofa and get myself to bed of an evening to just open my emails and deal with my bulging inbox or to just get stuck in and sort out my accountant's queries for the month. So it's called a five second rule. It is so bloody simple. I love Mel's writing. She is so uplifting and so motivating. And that five second rule is life changing. Obviously, you need to follow through with the discipline to do it once you hit one. But it's a brilliant rule. And as I said, it can be applied in so many different ways. Getting off your ass to get to that yoga class through to sitting down and actually starting the sales proposal for a new client. So five second rule is book number five that I believe every entrepreneur should read. And that's by Mel Robbins. The sixth book that I want to share with you is Purple Cow. I've actually got it here on my desk right in front of me. This is written by Seth Godin, who I already mentioned earlier on in the episode. Seth is a an absolute marketing whiz. He is the absolute go-to on all things. Building a marketing approach that feels very authentic to you and authentic to your business. And in Purple Cow, he essentially talks about the idea that you know, if you see a purple cow as you're driving down a, a nice country highway, you're going to notice that it is remarkable. And he makes the point that so much of marketing is beige. It's not exciting. It doesn't cut through to the audience that we want to cut through to. And what we should aim to be is a purple cow. When I read the book, it was in God, 2010, 2011, that idea of being remarkable really, really stuck with me. And I'm just looking at the subheading. It's Purple Cow, Transform Your Business by Being Remarkable. And it really just stuck with me. And then when it came time to start my first business and to put a name on the business, I was thinking, you know, Australian blogging talent agency and kind of more generic does what it says on the tin type titles. And then I realized, I was like, oh, really? I want to keep this business name more broad just in case, you know, we end up doing a pivot or we expand out to beyond talent representation. And again, just as I was thinking about the name, I was like, that really, the idea of being remarkable, you know, being worth talking about really, really stuck with me. And I had this idea to call it the remarkable group. And when I was sitting there, I still remember having the conversation. I was sitting on the floor in our dining room in the tiny little cottage that we lived in when I started the business. And Wade was sitting at the dining table and I was telling him about my name ideas for the business. And I said, I'm thinking about the remarkable group. And he's like, what about the remarkables group, plural? And we were just both looked at each other and said, yes, that is it. That is the business name. So, and that was really something that I tried to weave throughout everything that I did within that business. So really think about every time that we approach something or we had an interaction, it was like, okay, how can we make this remarkable? How can we you know, really get that stand out and be seen as, yeah, unique and different and that we represent something that maybe has not been available until now. So I really, really like that book. Again, it's quite a small one. It's a very simple book to read and it's really stood the test of time, I believe, as well. So Purple Cow is book six. Now, the seventh book that I want to share with you is a book called Thrive. You will probably 
be familiar with the name Ariana Huffington. She was the founder of the Huffington Post, has built you know, an incredible, incredible media brand within that. And what Ariana talks about in the book Thrive is essentially the third pillar of success that we used to think, you know, that it's all about power and it's all about money. And the third pillar, as she writes about in the book, is thriving, you know, actually having businesses that set us up to thrive as individuals as well. And she actually opens the book with the story of her being so completely exhausted that she collapsed at her desk cracked her head off the corner of her desk and woke up, like came to in a pool of her own blood. And as she said in the book, that was her absolute low point. And she just said that was also a wake up call where she's just something needs to change. I need to change this now. So what she writes about in the book is the journey that she went on to get to a position where her business could her business could thrive and she could thrive within it so she talks about sleep I think she caused a bit of like and actually I think her second book was called the sleep revolution she caused a revolution when it comes to sleep because she just finally called it out that so much of entrepreneurial culture is competing to see who can get the least sleep and she talks about the many different reasons that we do need adequate rest every night she goes on to talk about contribution and many other elements as part of that third pillar of thriving so a really good book just to check yourself, I guess, and be very intentional about building a business that will serve you as well. Okay, the next book, where am I up to? I'm up to book number eight. Yes. No, I'm up to book number seven. Book number seven that I want to share with you is, again, it's actually related to procrastination. And it's a book called Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield, who was also the author of The War of Art, which is another book around the creative process. And in Do the Work, Stephen talks about, it's actually got a lot of overlap with Big Magic, but they approach the topic quite differently. And he talks about within the creative process that we are always going to have this natural resistance come up, which is where we procrastinate, we self-sabotage, we tell ourselves that it's all crap, we abandon the project midway through, we pick it up again. You know, we go on this whole mindset fuck around, head fuck around, how we can actually, you know, create whatever it is that we're trying to create. And in the book, for the first time that I've seen, he articulates so clearly what resistance is. He talks about the fact that resistance comes through in anything that we're trying to do that might be a bit unusual. And it peaks just before we ship, as he calls it, ship something. So shipping is just before you hit publish on the blog post or just before you send a new podcast episode live or you reach out to that client with a new offer that you're creating. Just before you birth it into the world is when resistance is at an all-time high. The second highest time that we have resistance is just before we start. So for me, Do the Work was absolutely life-changing because I realized that that inner mean girl, as Melissa Ambrosini would call it, saying, you know, this is shit, why are you writing this? This doesn't make any sense, blah, blah, blah. That is resistance. It's my own internal resistance talking. So just even being able to put a label on that experience of resistance is so incredibly helpful. So yeah, book number seven is Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. The ninth book I want to share with you is a book from one of my my lady business owner, entrepreneur heroes, and that is Denise Duffield-Thomas, who I've featured on the show in the past. Denise has written two books called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, and I cannot remember the name of her second one. It's about money as well. So she's a money mindset coach. And the third book that she wrote was Chillpreneur, which she has since rebranded to be called Chill and Prosper. And I loved this book because she very much goes against that macho, macho, 
success at any cost, you know, don't sleep, don't eat, sacrifice your health, sacrifice your relationships. She really does go against that whole ethos and in says says that, you know, business can be easy. It can feel like it is flowing. And I thought it was so refreshing as well to read a business book written by a woman who is also a mother and who also gets that There are other things that need to happen in our lives as well as running our businesses. I find often with business books written by men, as you know, great as they are, there's very little in those books that recognizes the the responsibilities of running a home and and if we have kids looking after a family and the mental load that comes with everything outside of our business that inevitably takes away from the mental bandwidth and time and energy that we would have to devote to our businesses if we had you know, a stay-at-home partner or, yeah, maybe more more support at home. So Chill and Prosper, brilliant book, a lot of money mindset stuff in there, money mindset, and also a lot of just giving yourself permission to run your business in the way that you want to and that will really set you up for success. Now, the last book, number 10, is a book that is the result of one of my very, very favorite podcast shows, and that is How I Built This. And it's written, well, the show is hosted and the book is written by a guy called Guy Raz, who is just the loveliest, most articulate man. I love listening to him. So what the podcast is, he interviews very, very, very high profile entrepreneurs and talks about them, of course, about, you know, all the highlights and the great things that they've done in their business careers, but also the really hard bits. And what I really, really love about his show is that you realize these people are real people. You know, they're so incredibly humble and generous with the lows as well as the highs of their journey in business. And it can be quite poignant as well. I listened to an episode with Kate Spade and her husband, the fashion designer, And I think she passed away only a few weeks after that episode. She took her own life very sadly. And I think that episode was only recorded a few weeks before she passed away. So there's some really, really powerful stories on the podcast. And then what Guy did last year was he released, was the year last year, the year before? I think it was last year. He released a book, which, you know, would be so easy for him to just reprint the whole interviews in the book. But what he did instead was that he analyzed these hundreds and hundreds of interviews that he's done and identified, okay, what are the most common stages of building a business? And then went back and wrote chapter one is all about, I think from memory, understanding your audience and who you're trying to sell to. And then within each of those chapters, he brings in so many examples from the different guests that he's had on the show over the years. It's a really, really great book. It's beautifully written. And I just love the breadth that he has in terms of the business that he businesses and business owners that he profiles within the book. It's a really, really good read. I actually gifted it to all my mastermind. It must have been Christmas before last because I gave it to all my mastermind for Christmas one year and they loved it. And it's also a book that I really recommend to people as they are just embarking on their business journey. I think it's just a really nice one to almost like, okay, see, these are the steps. These are the, this is the journey that I could potentially be going on as part of building this business. So there are my 10 books. I don't know if you noticed, I added another one in. I started this episode with nine books and I added a 10th in at the end. So they're the 10 books that I recommend every business owner or wannabe business owner should read. And just remember, you've always got the option of audiobooks as well. I need to get back into the audiobooks actually, but last year I went through a couple of months of reading a print book every week and also listening to a full audiobook every week. The amount of found time that I found to listen to my audiobooks was incredible. You know, folding laundry, cooking dinner, driving wherever I might be driving, walking to school, pick up. You know, there was little 10, 20, 30 minutes a day 
enabled me to read an entire book in less than a week. So do remember, I know that when people share book lists like this, it can be like, oh, I just want to read all of them and hear all of them. But yeah, just pick off the one that you feel really spoke to you the most as part of this episode. Start there. And I'll also put the titles of the books into the show notes as well. So that is this week's episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it and I've given you a good book stack to stack beside your bed. (laughs) You've got a good booktopia or Amazon order coming up very, very soon, hopefully with this episode. So as always, thank you so much for joining. Do remember that there are just five spots left on my Bala retreat as I'm recording this. They will not last very, very long. And again, an invitation to you, if you've got any questions about whether or not the retreat is a good fit for you, please do just hit me up on Insta DM. Very happy. I've been doing lots of chats with potential guests over the last week or so and thankfully all of them have booked which is very exciting. So let me know if you've got any questions at all and sending love and I will be back next week for next week's episode. Please do remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever have to miss an episode. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions and requests for future topics on what I share here on the show. So please do reach out via my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au or connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor. I would also love if you could rate and review the podcast as it helps even more brilliant listeners like you find the show. Thank you so much again for listening this week. Thank you.